0: BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime. And you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com Discord. Let me take you to my favorite witchy shop in Salem, Massachusetts. Coven's Cottage is a family-owned business and actually phones are not allowed. Huge haul today, guys. I did a little witchy birthday shopping, so let's do a haul. So from TJ Maxx, I got the Moonology cards, only 14 bucks and it's normally 20. Hi guys, I went to the middle physical shop today, so let's do a little haul. I got kind of a lot of stuff. I have a cute package from Astro Witch here. Their shop is called Over the Moon Magic. And honestly, the energy coming from this is really great. And Luna's here, so let's see what's inside. I have a witchy thrift shop haul. I found these two boxes, perfect for spell work and offerings. Let's open some crystals for my personal collection. This box is from... I went crystal shopping this week and I'm going to show you guys everything that I bought. Crystal haul! Mystery crystal bag! I'm always really excited for my crystal mail, but this package... I cannot wait. Let's do a huge gem show haul. And honestly, I feel like I got a little too much, so I'm just going to show some of my favorites. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement, minus a lot of the usual, well, bullshit. I'm your host, Trey Dorn, and as you might have figured out, what we're talking about this month is consumerism in witchcraft. (laughs) Because consumerism is a major factor in the modern witchcraft movement, and occasionally we should talk about that and address it. Because what you heard at the beginning of this episode, I didn't go digging hard to find a bunch of... Uh, well, in this case, TikTok clips. I was lazy. I could have found things on YouTube and other thing. Obviously, written social media doesn't work well for an audio podcast. But I just literally went on TikTok, didn't even... It took me less than three minutes to find all of those, and obviously I've condensed it to less time than that, but I I literally put in no effort to find those, because I don't know if you've noticed this, but consumerism is just all over modern witchcraft spaces. It is fundamentally baked in to our culture. And maybe that's not the best thing. Maybe that's not good always. Consumerism is baked into our social media. Uh, people will post their their crystal halls. Their, uh, if they buy a new tarot deck, they're going to show it off on their social media. Uh, and also, frankly, social media is full of people selling services. We've talked about this before on the show to some degree, but most people who are grifting do so through social media. I know I talked it way back on my episode on Predators, but the fact is the only reason why I ever find any of these people, and there's why anybody finds most of those people these days is through social media. Like if you're looking through Witch Talk, you will find a grifter. You'll also find people selling services in a non-scammy way, though. I didn't talk about them in the scamming episode, but what we will also find are people selling services. And I really want to be clear. I don't think that selling magical services is um, inherently bad, as long as you're honest about what you're doing. I'm actually not really bothered by that, The reason I bring it up is just more so, again, it falls into this consumerist mindset that drives a lot of our spaces. And as part of that larger tapestry of this focus on buying, this focus on purchasing the newest thing, of purchasing more and more and more, I mean think about those crystal hall videos the people who post those regularly think about how much they're buying what they're accumulating and maybe how it's not the best image i don't know not necessarily image but the best thing to propagate because what it leads to is newer witches thinking that they have to constantly buy stuff this predates social media like i am not going to sit here and lay the blame on witch talk obviously they it is currently a place where this is seeped through and is the easiest place we can see it right now but the modern witchcraft movement has a major problem going back to the start and that is What is the first thing you think of when you think of a communal space in real life for witches? What is the first thing you think of? Dollars to donuts, I betcha you're gonna say a witch shop. I know for me, the only, like, in-person communal space in my town that I live in is a witch shop. And the owner of that shop, I've met her, seems like a great person. I've only met her once, but she seemed pretty nice. And I, I think that she has the best of intentions with her store. I have zero criticism about the shop as a shop. And I think that she's doing her best to create a communal space. But the fact is, the only way that she could create a communal space was by opening a store. The modern witchcraft movement has, is really, we don't have any other places to go, really. Now, there are places you can go that do exist that are great. Like, you know, if you want to go to Circle Sanctuary in Wisconsin here, you, you can. But that's not common community centers, communal spaces, uh these are not things that we're all that good at. Part of it comes from the fact that, you know, a, a lot of the uh non a lot of the non-commercial spaces that exist within witchcraft uh communities A lot of them are religiously driven, which is, I guess, fine if you are a flavor of the form of religious witch that agrees with that of that community center. Like, because, like, I'm not even going to say, like, if you're a Wiccan. No, because not all Wiccans really vibe with other kinds of Wiccans. And so, like, we're talking, like, subsection of a subsection. Like, maybe. And... Even Wicca, as a religious form of witchcraft, is so decentralized. Even those are far and few in between. It's It really comes down to the only in-person space that can survive in the modern capitalist nightmare we have is a witch shop. And that is it. And also, like the non stores can some uh, some of the stores can be like this too but some of the non stores get a little culty and you know you have to think about the motivations of the people opening and running these things real life communal spaces that exist that are good in our community are 90 percent stores and a lot of those stores are also terrible but they're good ones Imagine the effect that that has had on this community. Imagine the effect that this has had on this movement. Like, I'll tell you, when the witch shop shop that opened up in my town, I went out there and I bought something. Now, I bought something because I was like, I feel like I need to buy something because this is a business. I want to keep them going. And while they have things like classes and other stuff there, I don't really have much need for the items that they happen to stock. Now, I'm not being critical of what they're selling. It's, I'm not going to name the store, but like, I'm not critical of anything that they're selling as far as I can think of off the top of my head. Um, But it's also not stuff that I need or want. And so I don't spend a lot of money there. Now, I hope that they're doing sales well, because again, it's the only in-person physical space we have. But the fact is, is that if I want to help keep a physical meeting space open in my community, I have to buy stuff. And that's the sad reality of, of where we are. This community has primarily just had stores. There are there are exceptions, I'm not saying exclusively, but for in in 90% of the country, if there is a real place you can meet for witchcraft stuff, it is a store. And let's think about the effect that that has on people. Like the effect that all of this witchcraft social media and and all this, like, what effect is this having on our community? Witch talk hates poor people. I'm not about to have an argument about it, but we can have a discussion about it. Because in the end, Wichita hates poor people. If you come on to my post saying you should be sourcing all of your stuff from small business owners, this is unethical, you should be supporting your community, I'm going to tag you in this post. Because what you need to know is that you're speaking from a place of privilege and you're gatekeeping the craft from those who cannot afford to purchase from small business owners. About a year ago, a hashtag popped up on TikTok called, which talk hates poor people. I literally just played a couple of videos <laughs> from that. And the reason why this backlash exists is because of the negative cultural impact that all of these like, Crystal Hall and Witch Shop Hall videos have had. And it's not just that, though. You see, there's this pressure in the community to do things the most authentic in giant freaking air quotes way. And like you get people like telling people to only use matches and never use lighters to light candles for their witchcraft, which is just mind-boggling. it's There's this push to only buy from artisan sellers instead of picking up spices at the grocery store. Because, you know, the spice at the grocery store is the same plant as the one at the witch store. And actually, I'd, I'd go with the grocery store one definitely if you're going to um have have the uh items from the spell touch human skin and or and or be consumed because you can at least ensure that the ones that are at the grocery store are FDA like have gone through like certified sometimes i see like Spice at a witch shop in a plastic bag. And it's probably fine. It's probably good. And, like, if I trust the store, like, and I know where they get stuff from, always talk to witch shop owners about where they source materials. It's just a good tip to make sure that things are either ethical and or safe. But, like, if, if you trust a witch shop, they like like, I understand the urge to want to, like, support that store. But if you're poor and just want to do witchcraft... You know, the grocery store spice aisle is usually cheaper. And it's the same stuff. <laughs> um, but a lot of it is this push towards like these more bespoke expensive items. Uh again, uh the 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 push towards uh buying crystals is not a historic thing. Yeah, that's really a very modern addition to witchcraft. It comes it's it's very new agey. It comes from the new age movement. Because we're very adjacent to the new age movement. Even if some of you want to pretend we're not. Just, you know, keep that in mind. It's also that there's this pressure on social media for witches to only use more expensive items to constantly, you know, have the most. I've I've seen someone argue that you should only have organic items on your altar or it's just it's not great. It's not great. (laughs) And what this does is it puts pressure on new witches. First off, it makes them feel bad if they can't afford the fanciest stuff. They can't go out and afford to buy the uh, the nicer items, which is bad. Two, it puts this pressure to consume that doesn't necessarily have to be there. Like, there's this social pressure that they need to be buying stuff to be considered, like, authentic, or, like, that they need to be spending money on items, and that if they're not, it's bad. It... it the resourcefulness of which is is downplayed for the I'm just going to buy the nice thing and put it on my altar and I'm making really really funny hand gestures when I say this stuff and you guys are missing out. If the show had a budget we'd do video but it doesn't so you get my voice. And maybe I sound like a hypocrite talking about like all this consumerist stuff in in witchcraft especially since like at the end of this episode I'm going to plug my Patreon. <laughs> I'm going to be like, you know, for just $1 a month, you can get these episodes a whole week earlier. Just go to patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N and sign up. And, you know, if you pay me more money, I'll say your name at the end of the episode. Because those are, it's, I know what I sound like. And... I will hawk my friends' books, you know. It's I how many times have I told people to buy uh Brina Garin's Grove Daughter Witchery? Which again, I was a fan of the book before I ever became friends with Bree. We became friends because I was a fan of the book. But I still tell people to buy it. I do. I do these things. And you don't have to buy a lot of things though to be a witch you just you just don't but there's this massive social pressure massive 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 social pressure to just why not just spend 20 or more dollars and get uh Jim Bob's special magic candle. Jim Bob himself blessed it. Is Jim Bob real? I don't know, but he blessed it. Like when we go back to it's, it's so funny because if we go way back in time, way back in time to like the Sephora witch kit thing years ago, there were two kinds of people who objected to that witch kit two kinds of people who objected. One's who said that because it was this pre-packaged consumerist thing, it was bad. Right? There were those people. But there was another side that was mad because it was too cheap and they didn't spend enough that they weren't buying the most effective candle herbs tarot deck that they could find that they were the cheap knockoffs in there and you should spend more money than that on that like they were two different groups who were opposed to that witch kit ever appearing on store shelves which again eventually it didn't appear on store shelves (laughs) and it just boggles the mind like I understand that not like, while this is true, this is a religious thing for me. I am I am a religious witch. I know that this is not a religious thing for everyone. This is not a spiritual thing for everyone. This is... Some people are just doing spells to fuck around and have fun or whatever. Like, whatever reason you're doing magic is your business. Whatever reason you're practicing witchcraft is your business. And I shouldn't expect that everybody's motivations line up with mine. However, I personally... Personally, do not jive with that. But more importantly, it's really gross to tell people that they have to spend money to have a more authentic witchcraft experience when the fact is, the fact is folk magic comes from the people. Like... The history of folk magic, it's look, I understand the modern witchcraft movement, again, ties back to like the early to mid 20th century. Right. But a lot of the things that people are doing and a lot of the especially what's come into more modern the last few years is this push towards more folk magic roots and origins. And no matter what you're doing, whether it's a directly descended thing or an attempt to reconstruct or just like. You're trying to embody the spirit of that folk magic tradition that most of our ancestors was doing were doing some form of. These these were acts of common people. These were acts of people without money. Witchcraft is in itself a way for the common person to reclaim power. And when we drive it towards this, I just want to say upper middle class, got to buy the thing, like, and make, and we close off witchcraft and we, and people claim that the witchcraft done by those who can't afford these things is less authentic and is less real because they didn't buy the $50 crystal that was dug out of the ground by slave children workers in in a country across the globe. This is the crystals episode. Um, that they're somehow not doing the real witchcraft, and that is just—it is—it angers and enrages me. Look, if you want to buy things for yourself because they make you feel good or because you enjoy them, that is fine. You should not feel bad because you like the nice new shiny things. I am—I am not going to be critical of that. But what we have to keep in mind is that these are not required to do witchcraft. If you are the kind of witch that needs materials, there are always cheap or free alternatives that you can find, dig up, scrape together. Your ancestors weren't spending 50 bucks From an artisan seller to get their witchcraft done. They were scraping together what they had and making it work. Witchcraft is for everyone. And the fact that... Like, anytime someone uses, like, found materials, it gets listed as chaos magic. Even if that's not the kind of magic a person is doing. Think about that. Like... Think about the people who, like, criticize poor people on social media for not having the most aesthetic version of something. I don't have time for that. I don't think any of us have time for that. I don't know. Like, while I'm going to say, oh, yeah, I, I try to support my local witch shop. I try to throw some money their way sometimes, you know, and and do things. I'm also not going to be mad at you for going to Dollar Tree. Because life is hard enough as it is. Just like I don't get mad at the people who listen to this podcast and don't contribute to the Patreon. Thank, I, I need you listeners, too. You know, it's. This is coming out to you for free for a reason. Because witchcraft is for everybody. Rich, poor, whether I like you or not, there is a place in witchcraft for you. And when we drive in this consumer mindset, we are telling people without money that it is not for them, and that is bullshit, and I cannot stand it. So, what can we do? We can tell our friends, just get the word out that this is unnecessary aesthetics. Look again, as I said in the first episode of this podcast, aesthetics are fun. I love aesthetics too, but they are not the core of what we're doing. I mean, unless it is the core of like. I guess actually, like, <laughs> I'm sure there's there are people doing witchcraft purely for the aesthetic and. And and bless you, man. Like, you do you, as long as you're not trying to tell people that that is representative of what witchcraft has to be, cause it's not. God, I just remember the <laughs> oh, it's September, which means we just passed uh, the you know the Loki sponge cake day um a few weeks ago and if you weren't on tumblr in the early 2010s you might not know about that and i'll let you look it up but it's you know, judgy on people for the dumbest stuff like i'm judgy if like someone does something racist like that that's what I could judge you about not whether or not they used a birthday candle instead of a bespoke handcrafted beeswax candle procured from an artisan seller in their spell you know just stop it. <laughs> So thank you guys for joining me for yet another month on the show as I now plug my Patreon. (laughs) Spend a whole episode. You don't need to spend money. And then end the episode with, and also give me money. (laughs) Don't spend money on witchcraft. Spend money on the, the person talking about witchcraft. No. All right. So this show is made possible, though, by contributors on Patreon. I want to give a shout out again to those at the shout out level at Stephanie Graves, Lindsay Dosey, Bruce Norville, Courtney, Amber Schmidt and Echo of Truth, Claire Dennis and Kayla Bukowski. Uh Remember, you get these episodes a whole week early if uh, you subscribe even at the one dollar level. And you can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash T-R-E-G-O-R-N. And if you can't contribute, I understand life is terrible, the world is awful, and many of you are broke. That is fine. Just share the show around. Tell your friends. Uh, you can also follow the show on social media. I'm on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash i I'm on Tumblr at uh, T-R-E-G-O-R-N dot Tumblr dot com. Um, you can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash free witchcraft only follow the official page. Don't stalk me on Facebook. That's where I talk to my mom. I am yet again reminding people because yet again, more people don't listen to me telling them that I also do have a TikTok. a TikTok. tock. Uh, my TikTok username is T-R-E-G-O-R-N. I have been on a hiatus. I haven't decided if and when I'm coming back, but there are a bunch of videos there that are fun to watch. The show is also on. On YouTube, there's a YouTube channel for BS3 Witchcraft. Uh, you can find that. Uh, and uh, yeah, remember, this show is a part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Um, you know, if you just want to talk to me, like actually like have a conversation with me. Besides Twitter and Tumblr, the other great way to do it is show up on the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network Discord. It's the Discord for all the shows here on the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. And uh but we have a really, really good uh witchcraft community in the Witchcraft channels, and well all over the, the witches took over the Discord. Um and you can find an invite for that, com slash Discord. That'll redirect to an invite for the Nerd and Tie Discord, and you can you can chat about Anything you want there. Also, there's a whole bunch of other shows on the Nerd and Tie Network. And if you're looking for Witchcraft, yeah, there's there's BS 3 Witchcraft. There's Hex Positive. But we also have, like, some great actual play shows. We just recorded the third season of The Meat Grinder, which is going to start going live next year. But season two is about to have its season finale in October. And you can listen to the first. So the, the first season is completely up. Second season up. And I am the GM of that show. So you you get to hear me the whole time. And if because if you've made it this far, I'm assuming you like to listen to me. If if you don't like to listen to me and you've made it this far into the episode, I really think you should um find time to do things in your life that you actually enjoy. And uh that's just maybe a tip for going forward, just me to me to you, you to me. Anyways. Meat Grinder can be found at nerdintide.com slash Meat Grinder. And uh, it's the premise of the show. It's an actual play show, but where uh, the characters constantly die. <laughs> it's uh, The idea is is that we have um, five to six players, depending on the season. And uh, we're only three player seats at the table. And as characters die, a new player rotates in and we rotate the table. Uh, season two actually has at least one total player total pl- total player kill a total party kill um just completely uh <laughs> wiped the table but uh they're really fun it's it's all it's all in good fun all the players go into this knowing that that's like literally uh i had a player mad at me once because i didn't kill enough of their characters because they had a stack and they wanted to play more of them uh <laughs> uh it's it's really fun it updates monthly and again, we're about to finish season two in the October episode. We'll finish the season two. And we just recorded a whole new season three, um, which will start going live in February. We take a break between seasons on that show. But it's really fun. And that's the meat grinder. And again, remember, you can always, uh, if you aren't subscribed to this podcast and you're listening to this podcast, consider subscribing to this podcast on uh, your favorite podcaster, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher any place where, you know, Pandora, even for this show. And when you're on those platforms like Apple Podcasts, if you can rate and review the show, we really, I really appreciate it. That really helps the show and the algorithms. And hey, that's a $0 cost thing you can do that would help me out majorly. So uh, consider doing that. You can find um, all the subscription links for this show along with the RSS feed if you want to manually pop this into a pop podcatcher at bsfreewitchcraft.com. Thank you guys so much for sitting through yet another month of me rambling, although this one had more of a point than some of the other times I've done that. And uh, I will talk to you all magicans next month, you know, dirt in our fingernails, brick in our hand.